Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone else. Why don't we stand in this place? Why don't we go? If your neighbor's asleep, whack them and wake them up. To announcements, I think it would be fitting um, on behalf of the youth and I. Uh, we want to thank Pastor and Sister Jared. We want to thank this church um, for the sacrifice, for just everything that you guys do for us. So, young people, why don't we give it up for our church, our parents? Thank you so much. We love you guys. So thankful for you. Amen. By way of announcements, tonight at 6 p.m., for those of you who are interested or those of you who are in leadership, at 6 p.m. we have a leadership session um, and children, a child care will be provided, um, so please plan on attending that. Um, don't forget Tuesday, life groups and prayer at 7 p.m., Wednesday night, Bible study, 7 p.m., and then everybody say next Sunday. Next Sunday at 6 p.m., we will have our annual church business meeting. Um, and then to round it out, April 2nd is our children's ministry. We'll host a special auction, a following service for Save Our Children. And at this moment, uh, we will have the Keenows come and present that offering. So, as many of you know, we are going to be having an auction on April 2nd. This auction is to support our children's ministry through Save Our Children. Save Our Children's fundraisers is where a lot of our children's ministry funds come from. Part of these funds stay here in our district to ensure that we are able to continue to advance children's ministries here in South Dakota. The other part of the funds that are raised are used on a national level. They help support things like orphanages, uh, children's disaster relief, and teachers' trainings. This church has always had a heartbeat and a passion for helping children leave the cycles of dysfunction that they may be raised in and provide a safe environment where, where kids can go to learn about God. And this fundraiser gives the funds to make that vision possible. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the auction. I will let Akila cover that. Okay, so our auction is going to be on April 2nd, and as many of you probably know, the kids have been given a sheet of paper that looks like this. This is their ticket sales paper. Um, tickets are $8 for a family and $5 for an individual. There is not any actual tickets that they need to pass out or worry about. Um, 
On this, they can write the date, who they sell the ticket to, whether or not the person paid, and um, the amount that they paid. The kids will bring these papers to James and I, and we'll keep track of who's paid and who has tickets, and those tickets will get you into the auction. It'll also enter you for a raffle. We'll be raffling off things like gift cards um, and the opportunity to pie some people from our church. So, it's very exciting. Um, <laughs> we also have these um, flyers if there's any questions about the event, um, what day it is, what time it is, what it goes towards while you're inviting people to come. These you can hand out to them. They'll be in the back. Um, we're using this as a way to outreach to our community as well as raise funds. So invite as many people as possible. We have told the kids that the person that sells the most tickets wins a prize. So we are hoping that they are aggressively trying to sell those tickets. Um, if you have any questions, you can ask James or I. But we're excited and it's going to be a good time. Good job, love. Amen. Aren't you excited? All right, at this time, we're going to have Brother Jeremiah come and read some scriptures. Come, let us sing, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the mightiest mountains. The sea belongs to him, for he made it. His hands form the dry land too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God. Amen, amen. Would you just praise him this morning? Thank you, Jesus. You're such a great God. Thank you, Lord, for moving mountains in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for supplying our every need. Come on, would you just lift your voice in this place? Hallelujah, Jesus, we welcome you here. Come and have your way, God. There is no shadow that has ever overcome your life. And there is no rival that could ever stand against your mind. You've always been with us Every battle we've already won Oh, we've already won Come on, do you believe that this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus, thank you, Lord There is no weapon That has ever left a mark on you And there is no army the power to conquer truth. You've always been with us. Every battle we've already won. Oh, we've already won. So show me, yes. Show me one thing he can do. Show me a mountain he can move. He's the God of the breakthrough in possible show me one show me one thing that's too hard show me waters he can't find he's the god of the breakthrough and anything is possible 
is possible. Come on, anything is possible this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is a kingdom that's advancing at the speed of light. Thank you, Jesus. And in his kingdom, every dead thing, yes, every dead thing is bound to rise. Oh, God, our Redeemer, he is faithful to revive. Oh, he will revive. So show me one thing. Show me one thing he can do. Show me a mountain he can do. He's the God of the
Clap your hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. As our ushers come, I know we just clapped our hands, but we want to invite or thank all our guests and our visitors here today. Why don't we give them a warm welcome of applause? Thank you so much for being a part of our service here today. We thank and honor you. Dear Lord, we're so thankful for what we feel in this house today. We're so thankful, God, that we could come and worship you. But Lord, we want you to honor and these ties that are going to go before you. Anoint them, God. Anoint the preaching of the word. Anoint the remainder of this service. And everybody say amen. Amen. Whatever you want. sing, I will make room. 
us right now, here in this moment, God. We surrender to your will, to your ways. Oh, God, we need you now. So shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is
Come on, why don't we lift our hands all across this place? Uh, I want you to make room in your heart. Uh, I want you to make room in your life right now for Jesus to move. Uh, whatever you want to do in my world today, Jesus, I surrender to you. Uh, whatever you want to do in my mind today, Jesus, I surrender to you. Uh, come on, let a cry go up from this church. Uh, let a cry come out of your mouth today. Uh, I'm yours, Lord. Uh, I'm yours, Lord. Uh, I'm yours, Lord. Uh, I know as you make your way back to your seats, you may be seated as we enjoy the presence of the Lord in this place. I know we're pausing just a little bit more than we usually would, but today is a very special day. Today is the day that we have set aside to be Celebration Sunday. And as you may know, or maybe you don't know, we've been launching a stewardship campaign in this church as we have been readying to sacrifice to meet the needs that God has that has been presented to us. Last week we took up pledges for a 36-month campaign. Had a powerful moment of prayer as families came together and brought their pledge cards and I have been looking forward to this moment since that moment. Youth convention happened in between there, and boy, was that a, an awesome time in the Holy Ghost. I believe lives were forever changed, but now it's time for Celebration Sunday. I sat in the office, flipping through the pledge cards following service, and I, I just couldn't, I couldn't help it. I flipped through a card that another family pledged to sell a vehicle, flipped through a card, another family with a large offering that only God's going to be able to make happen. Tears began to run down my face, laughter. It, it was all over the place. If you had walked into the office, you would have thought I was a madman, but maybe you'll understand in just a second. And so without a whole lot further ado, some kids all across this building have some numbers, and as I call your name, I want you to come, and we're going to start we're going to start with the last number and work our way up. So as you come up, I want you to, to stand. Eden will be the first one. As Eden comes up, come on up. And I want you to stand right here, sweetie, right here. Hold your number up nice so everybody can see you. Perfect. Perfect. That's fantastic. Thank God for $6. Thank God for that. The next one is Avalon. Avalon's going to come. Slide over nice and tight. Slide in there nice and tight. Perfect. Perfect. Tegan, why don't you bring your number? Camden, you ready, buddy? He's been holding on to that number with, with white knuckles, ready for it. Great job, buddy. Great job, buddy. William, 
Why don't you bring your number up here, dude? Amen, amen, amen. Anybody excited? I'm excited about what God's doing in this church. I'm excited about what God's doing in this region. Selah, why don't you come finish us off, sweetie? Total pledges for our 36-month campaign, uh, 261296 uh, Why don't we give a little thanks to the Lord uh, for another couple moments here. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, You might be like $261,000. Where's that all going to come from? It's going to come from the people of God partnering with the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. My God will supply all your needs. Any shortfall, it's going to be supplied by Him. Any blessing, it's coming from Him. Our King is going to take care of His church. Why don't you shout hallelujah in this place? I believe, first and foremost, with all my heart, that is a miraculous number. A miraculous number. But there's more to be done. We've called this campaign the miracle with the leaky roof, but we're number two on the list this summer to get that leaky roof fixed. And the money's going to be there to do it by the grace of God. And whatever shortfall we have, I believe with all my heart, Jesus is going to take care of it. There are going to be miracles that happen for families all over this assembly. Why? Because they have sacrificed. Uh, they've run through the budget, decided to be a steward of their money, uh, and they have given to the kingdom of God. Uh, and the Bible very clearly proclaims, uh, my God uh, will supply all of your needs. Every need that you have, my God will supply. Every need that comes your way in these next 36 months, uh, maybe there's a tear that comes down your cheek as you're writing the check because you know uh, there might not be this or that. Uh, trust that God will supply every need. And for the next several years, we're going to hear testimony after testimony. As people said, we wrote the check. We didn't have anything left, but this showed up, or that showed up, or groceries showed up, and my car, my car didn't break down, or some. God's going to do the miraculous all across this region. And I'm excited. Uh, every time we're going to celebrate, uh, we're going to give God the glory. We're going to worship Him. Uh, because at the end of the day, everything that I have came from Him. Everything that I own uh, is His anyways. Uh, and so I'm just giving it back to Him. If you did not have an opportunity to partner with this church and you wanted to, you can see me after service. You could slip it into the offering plate. Just a note what it's for on one of the envelopes. 
we would love, we would love, we would love for you to be a part of what God is doing. We're going to go ahead and sing one more song in this place as we celebrate in the presence of the Lord. And in just a moment, Evangelist Caleb Herring is going to come and minister the word of the Lord to us. I believe he's got a word from God for this church. Let's worship the Lord together in this place. Bring it home every 
would you just lift your hands and lift your voice right here in this moment?
I want every hand lifted in this place right now. Uh, I want every voice directed toward heaven right now. Uh, come on. I, I want you to step out of your seat, uh, if you will. Uh, I want you to get yourself a little bit of space, if you will. Uh, it's real hard to sing a song about victory uh, with a frown on your face. Uh, if you understand uh, that Jesus has already defeated death, hell, and the grave, uh, then why don't you just thank him a little bit uh, for the victory that you already have. I'm not saying you won't go through hard times. You won't go through trials and tribulation. But thank Him for the victory. Oh, come on, somebody. Lift your voice right now. Come on, somebody. Why don't you thank Him? Come on, somebody. Why don't you let a little victory come out of your mouth? I want us to do one more thing. We're going to do one more thing. The Bible talks about a shout of triumph. Anybody competitive in here? Okay. Three of us. Anybody like to win? Anybody ever win a game? Anybody ever sit there with a stone face as you won the game like, that was all right. That was cool. Now, Jesus has triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. Regardless of situation, I'm here to tell you, we know the winner. His name is Jesus. So the Bible talks about the shout of triumph. And the people of God baptized in His name have the right to shout with a shout of triumph. Whether it's at the beginning of the battle, the middle of the battle, or the end of the battle, you can be assured of victory as long as you're holding on to the hand of Jesus. And so here's what we're going to do. We are going to shout with a shout of triumph. And it's not going to be a cute shout. It's not going to be a polite shout. It is going to be a violent shout of a victorious people that have won the battle. And so I'm going to count down from three. And we're going to shout, thank you, Jesus, at the top of your lungs with everything that's in you. Are you ready? One, two, three. Thank you, Jesus! Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, now do it again on your own! Do it again on your own! blessed so greatly this week by the ministry of evangelist Caleb Herring and I believe again that he's got a word from the Lord for us today if you're thankful for the man of God and the God of the man why don't you put your hands together as brother Herring comes to this pulpit well praise the Lord everybody how many of you glad to be at Jesus church on a Sunday morning 
Amen. How about the rest of you? Are you glad to be at Jesus Church on a Sunday morning? Amen. Let's put our hands together and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. I, uh, I count it a double honor to be here. I was here for youth convention, and uh, the Lord really blessed us, and we had a great time. And I am so thankful for what God did there in Sioux Falls, and I believe in this generation. I believe in this generation of young men and young women, and I believe in Jesus' church. I believe in Jesus' church, and uh, I am so glad to be here. And I give honor to the leadership of this great church. Uh, my friends, Bishop Brown and his wife and their children. And uh, my friend, Brother Jared Kimmis and his wife and their children. God bless them. Aren't you thankful for the leadership God's given you? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> um, I will tell you, I know that you don't know me and I don't know you. And I've been doing this long enough to know that sometimes when it's a preacher's first time at a church, uh, sometimes that introductory service, uh, sometimes that we can, we can take that service and use it um, to kind of get to know each other. And the preacher's filling out the church. The church is filling out the preacher. Um, but what do you say we just move past all of that today? Uh, I don't know you. You don't know me. But we know Jesus. We know Jesus. Is that all right? Anybody come to have church this morning? Amen. I tell you what, let's all stand to our feet across the house and let's lift our hands. And let's lift our voices. And I want us to take a minute and just... Let's just lift our voices and pray right here. I don't, I don't feel liberty to move on. Come on, I need somebody to lift their voice with apostolic authority in this house. I need somebody to lift their voice with apostolic authority. Come on, somebody pray in the spirit. I bind every distraction in the name of Jesus. I bind every demonic opposition in the name of Jesus. And I lose liberty in this house right now. Amen. Amen. 
<clears throat> praise God. Praise God. We're going to take a minute right here. I want you to lift your voice in this house and really dig in and pray in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Come on, I know we don't know each other, but I'll take as long as we need to get liberty in the atmosphere. <clears throat> I um I'm just up here filling after some things and I uh I'm probably not going to be very traditional today. We're just going to plug in and flow in the Holy Ghost and see what God does. Is that all right? Can we do that? I, uh, <clears throat> I want to talk to you just, I'm not even going to read a text. We're just going to get started. I feel an urgency in my spirit because there's, <clears throat> there's somewhere that God wants to take us in the Holy Ghost this morning. And so we're going to get right to it. But I want to talk to you about atmospheres. Atmospheres. One more time, this time I want you to join hands with the person you're standing next to. And I want you to raise that hand unto the heavens and we're going to agree together. There is great opposition in this room right now and we're going to break it before we leave this place. Shatala Mahatala Bohoko. Now, would you put your hands together all over the house and just give God a great big hand clap of praise? Come on. Come on. We love you, Jesus. Praise God. 
Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. <clears throat> Atmospheres. <clears throat> if there's anything that the apostolic church should have learned from the year 2020 is that God does not marry methods. As a matter of fact, all throughout Scripture, God altered His method to declare His message. But the apostolic church got to the place where it married methods. As a matter of fact, that's the entire reason that God had to graft the Gentiles in and provoke the Jews to jealousy because the Jews had a preconceived idea of how the Messiah would come and how the Messiah would look. They had a preconceived idea that he would come as a king and restore an earthly kingdom. But that's not the way he came. He came with a method that they did not anticipate. And when they rejected the method, they missed the message. God was trying to get a very clear message across to the apostolic church. Because if we're going to be a truly apostolic church, we have to have the nature of the book of Acts church. And in the book of Acts, what God did in the book of Acts was never about a building. But what God did in the book of Acts transcended the building. And it was an expansive nature. What took place in the upper room was not confined to the upper room. But it flowed out of the upper room. I am convinced here today that what took place in the book of Acts was not because of the room, but it was because of the atmosphere that filled the room. And what God is going to do in this region and in South Dakota is not about this room, but it's about the atmosphere that fills this room. Because the atmosphere that fills this room will always transcend this room and affect the region. Can I tell Jesus Church uh, that what God wants to do in this church uh, is not about a building, uh, but it is about a region. There's an expansive nature in the book of Acts. It was Jerusalem. Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost. The promise was unto you and unto your children and unto all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. But before 2020, the apostolic church got to the place where we were confining this atmosphere to a building. And so God, I don't believe that God sent COVID, but I do believe that God used COVID. 
I don't believe that God caused COVID-19, but I do believe uh, that God allowed COVID-19. And I realize that South Dakota was a little less affected by it than the rest of the United States. But there's still an underlying principle that God wanted to reinstate in his movement as a whole through COVID-19. And that was that it is not about the building, but it's about the atmosphere that the apostolic church operates in. Because uh, in the book of Genesis, God spoke to Adam and Eve. And he said, I want you to take my glory and I want you to cover the earth with my glory. But man got to the place that they were confining God's glory to a building, which leads us to the Tower of Babel. They said, let us make a name for ourselves. It is amazing to me that it was synonymous when they were trying to build the biggest building. It was synonymous with trying to have the greatest name. And so God said, I've got to take what you're confining in this building and I've got to disperse it. Can I tell you here today that the Tower of Babel was less about division and it was more about distribution. Because God's people got to the place that they were confining his glory to a building. But God said if you confine it to a building, there are regions of the world that will never be impacted by my image and my glory. So I've got to take my glory that you're confining to a building and I've got to disperse it. And what happened in 2020 is there were areas of the world that were not being impacted by the message and the glory of God's kingdom. There were schools and there were, there were communities and there were neighborhoods and the glory that was confined to the four walls of a church building was now transcending that church building and the glory was filling the atmosphere of, of living rooms and of houses and of communities. Are you hearing me right now? It is not about the building. It is about the atmosphere atmosphere that fills the building. And I want to preach to Jesus church here today and say that what God wants to do in this church and through this church was never meant to be confined to the four walls of a building. It is meant to transcend the four walls of this building. So uh, my, one of my favorite authors, he wrote a book in the early 1800s. And in that book, he said that every man has an atmosphere which affects every other. What he was saying was, is every individual has one atmosphere that sets precedent for every other atmosphere in their life. And so... I do not believe that it is the will of God that the atmosphere of the culture affects the atmosphere of the kingdom. But I believe it is the will of God that the atmosphere of the kingdom affects the atmosphere of the culture. 
I don't believe it is the will of God that the atmosphere of your job affect the atmosphere of this church. But I believe it is the will of God that the atmosphere of this church affects the atmosphere of your job. I don't believe it is the will of God that demonic influence can affect the atmosphere of this church service. But I believe it is the will of God that the atmosphere of this church service can affect the atmosphere of demonic influence. We've got to get to the place in the apostolic church where the atmosphere of the spirit is greater than the atmosphere of the culture that we live in. And when we get to that place, we will drive out every opposition. We will drive out every principality. Come on. Are you hearing me in this house? We will drive out every strong man that comes against what God wants to do in this hour. So I was, I was flying to Canada uh, in May of last year, and at this time, North America had lifted uh, the mask mandate for travel in, in the United States, and, but Canada had not, had not lifted those same mask mandates about travel. And when I got on the plane in Philadelphia, and I was headed on the last leg of the trip into Canada, they asked us to put on our mask. But when I got on the plane in Canada to come back to the United States, they did not ask us to put on our mask. And this was confusing to me because I knew that the United States had lifted their mask mandate. So my question was, why did I have to put on a mask on a plane that was still on U.S. soil but was going into Canada? But I did not have to put on a mask on a plane on Canadian soil coming back into the United States. And I later found out that the moment you step on the jet bridge of a plane, you have entered the atmosphere of the destination that you are going to. And when you get into the atmosphere of the destination you are going to, you have to submit to the authority of the place that you are headed. That's why the writer said, we have tasted of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. So the atmosphere that you and I operate in is not the atmosphere of this world. It is the atmosphere of the next world. That's why we can say things like greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Because the power that you and I possess it is not power from this world. It is power from the next world. And the power from the next world it is greater than any sickness. Come on, am I in an apostolic church here today? It is greater than any sickness. It is greater than any disease. It is greater than any opposition. It is greater than any ancient spirit. It is greater than any generational curse. The power that you and I possess, it can break the back of every strong man in South Dakota. Come on, somebody lift your hands and let's pray in this house right now. But we have a great misconception in the apostolic church. If we think that this revival in this end time is going to come and allow us to maintain complacency. 
We have a misconception in the apostolic church if we think this revival is going to come and it allows us to just stay comfortable and maintain our religious tradition. You hear me in this house. When this end time revival hits North America, it is going to unsettle every box of religious tradition that we have tried to confine this end time revival to. And I feel the Holy Ghost saying that it is time for us to have this greatest revival that the world has ever seen. Not just in North America, but right here in South Dakota. I believe it is time for you to have the greatest revival that you have ever seen in this state. But we've gotten to the place where we are so accustomed to our method of North American culture and having church in North America. We have gotten to the place since 2020. All we were worried about was getting back to normal. And because of that, we have settled back into our complacency. And we've gotten back to the place where we are just satisfied with having good church. And I've come to disrupt uh, some of that mindset in this house here today because there are two different words uh, for time in the Greek. Uh, you have chronos and you have keros. Uh, chronos is the days and the weeks uh, and the months and the years. Uh, and it moves along horizontally like a timeline. Uh, and then there is keros. Uh, and keros, it is not the days and the weeks uh, and the months and the years, but keros, uh, it is an appointed season. It is a divine appointment. It is the twinkling of an eye. It is an open door. It is a God-appointed season. And when Kronos moves along horizontally throughout the flow of history, it is Kairos that comes down vertically and it disrupts that flow of history. I want this church to understand today there is a reason Jesus said that the time is fulfilled. The Keros, not Kronos. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom is at hand because while humanity was moving along throughout the flow of history horizontally, Jesus made sure the world understood this end time revival. It will not move along seamlessly throughout the flow of history. It will come down vertically at a God-ordained moment and it will disrupt every idea of religious tradition. It will break every box uh, that we have put revival in. Uh, it will disrupt complacency. It will not allow us to remain dead and dried up, uh, but it will demand an urgency in us uh, to have the greatest. Come on, is anybody hearing me in this house? Uh, if you are desperate to break out of your box uh, of religious tradition uh, and say, God, uh, we want revival no matter how it looks, uh, no matter how it sounds, even if it makes me uncomfortable, I just want revival. Come on, let's lift our hands in this house right now. Let's worship the Lord. Come on, we're going to take a minute right here. Let's lift our hands and somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat>
Come on, I understand it's my first time here and I'm not trying to wield the sword without any compassion and mercy, but there are too many of us that have got a preconceived idea of what this revival is going to look like. It will not allow us to remain comfortable. It will not allow us to remain complacent, but it will disrupt our complacency. Is there anybody here that'll say we're not satisfied with just good church? We want the gifts of the Spirit. We we want the supernatural. We want the miraculous. Come on. Are you desperate for this atmosphere of revival? You want to know what I see in the spirit right now while I'm on this platform? I see a calendar that this church has. I see speakers lined up that this church has. I see plans lined up that this church has. But I see fire falling down on that calendar and disrupting your plans. Can I tell somebody in this house that clocks and calendars have done more to hinder a move of God than the devil ever could? You're not going to be able to plan this revival. You're not going to be able to put it on a clock or a calendar. But there's a move of God coming to Jesus' church that is so great. You'll have to throw the calendar out of the window. And when it hits, it will break the back of the strong man of this area. Somebody ought to shout if you believe that right now. I said it at youth convention. But I feel to say it again, I believe that South Dakota, that God is going to raise up prophetic voices in this district. Whether he sends them out of this district or he sends them in this district. After you raise them up in this district, God might send them out and God also might send them to other places in this district. But God is going to raise up prophetic voices in this district. But you better understand that anytime there's a prophetic presence, there will always be a reaction action from the enemy to silence the voice of the prophetic. And the reason is, is because it is the voice of the prophetic uh, that prepares the way in the wilderness uh, for the next great visitation to show up. Uh, and God's going to raise up prophetic voices in this district. Uh, and they're going to keep on telling this district, uh, there's a greater revival coming. Uh, and there's going to be a reaction from the enemy when that happens. I was preaching at a church. In, in Amarillo, Texas, and I was preaching, and there was a girl that was devil-possessed, and she got up from the front row, and she came, and while I was reading my text, she came, and she stood right here and stared at me. The ushers came and grabbed her and took her away, and she came up to me after church. She was standing right here by the altar, and I walked by her, and her eyes popped open, and she lunged at me, and she said, I know who you are, and she said, I was sent here 
here just for you. She said, I was sent here to silence the voice of the prophetic. You want to know why this church has been through some of the things it's been through? It's because the spirit world knows there's prophetic voices that God is raising up to prepare the way for the next great revival that's coming to South Dakota. There ought to be somebody rise up in this house and put that spirit of Jezebel on the run. My God. Because that's the way the spirit world operates. Hell is reactive. The enemy knows what God has set in motion in the atmosphere to take place in the earth even before the apostolic church does. So anytime God is about to send something into the atmosphere of the earth, the enemy will always react to it uh, to try and stop it from taking place. Uh, Why do you think Pharaoh did not kill the males born of the Hebrews uh, until Moses was born? Uh, It was reacting to the deliverer that God had sent them. Uh, Why do you think uh, that the prince of Persia did not leave its post uh, until the angel was sent for Daniel's words? Uh, He was reacting to an answer to prayer. Why do you think Herod did not kill the males born in Bethlehem until Jesus was born? It was the spirit of Antichrist reacting to the Savior that God had sent into the world. And if Jesus' church has been through hell over the last seven years, that's a signal to let you know there's a revival on the way. Come on, am I preaching to anybody in this house uh, that could say I've been through hell? I've fought the enemy. It's just a reaction to let you know there's a breakthrough on the way. There's a miracle on the way. We're going to take a minute right here. I need somebody to lift their hands and pray in this house. As a matter of fact, I feel to stop right here because that prince of Persia did not leave its post until God sent a messenger angel with an answer to Daniel's prayers. There was not resistance in Daniel's prayer until God sent an answer to Daniel's prayer. There are some of you that have gotten weary in your prayer closet and since you've started praying for what you're praying for, you've been dealing with resistance in your prayer life. I want you to know, go back to that prayer closet. That's a signal to let you know the answer to that prayer is on the way. Come on, you've been praying for a prodigal and since you've been praying for that prodigal, you've been attacked. It's because God's sending that prodigal on its way back. Ha <laughs> 
Darkness. Darkness that can be felt. I told Brother Chemist the other day, I said churches can get to a place where they learn how to negotiate with the prince of their area. They learn how to negotiate with the prince of their city. It's because churches have learned how to push just far enough to have good church, but not far enough to stir something up in the spirit world that causes a reaction from the enemy. The problem with that is is whenever you negotiate with the prince of your city, you give in to what the prince of that city offers you. Because David marched into the valley of Elah and the giant tried to negotiate with David. He said, if you beat me, then we'll serve you. But if we beat you, then you serve us. And David never accepted those terms and conditions because David was not there to negotiate with the giant. David was there to defeat the giant because the Bible said that the valley they were in belonged to Judah. And a lot of you have heard the voice of the giant over the last 17 years. And the enemy has convinced some of you that this South Dakota is Goliath, South Dakota. But you're not in the enemy, South Dakota. The enemy is in your South Dakota. I don't think you heard what I said. Uh, this state does not belong to the enemy. This state belongs to the apostolic church. You cannot negotiate with the strong man of this area. Because here's what happens. Here's what happens. I was, it was about a year and a half ago, and I'm going to try to be careful here. It was about a year and a half ago, and the Lord spoke to me and said, the spirit of suicide is attacking ministers' wives. I woke up to a text message the next morning from A.J. Holloway, as a matter of fact. And he said, Caleb, the Lord spoke to me last night and said that the spirit of suicide is attacking ministers' wives. I was driving down the interstate on my way to preach, and I began to pray about this. And I said, God, what's going on? Why is that spirit attacking ministers' wives so heavily right now? And the Lord spoke to me and said, it is because too many men have learned to negotiate with the prince of their city. And when you negotiate with the prince of your city, you become controlled by what you should be conquering. There is a darkness that can be felt over this state. 
There is a heaviness and there is a spirit of depression that hovers over this state. But I want to preach to Jesus Church and let you know you cannot negotiate with that spirit because if you negotiate with that spirit, you become controlled by a spirit that you should be conquering. You are going to get victory over that spirit in South Dakota. And if you're fighting that spirit here today uh, and you're tired of fighting it, uh, you're tired of bumping up against it, there's victory for you in this house. Uh, There's liberty. Come on. Does anybody believe what I'm saying right now? I need somebody to lift their hands and help me pray in this house. Come on. I'm going to help some of you learn how to combat that spirit right now. Because anytime you bind and loose things in the spirit, when you bind one thing, you have to loose the opposite of it. When you bind one spirit, you have to loose the opposite of that spirit. And I have felt that heaviness in this church service. It's like there's not a liberty to dance and there's not a liberty to shout. It is because you are feeling the heaviness that is over this state. And the only way to combat it is when you feel that heaviness. There's got to be something rise up in you that says, I'm going to dance anyway. I'm going to shout anyway. Come on. You've got to combat that spirit with the opposite of it. You ought to get out of your seat and shout in this house right now. We're not here to negotiate. We're here to drive it out. Come on. You ought to get loose in this house. I release you now. Do something you haven't done in a while. I urge you, would you step out of your seat uh, and just dance in this house? Uh, I'm not preaching for a response, uh, but this area doesn't belong to Goliath. Uh, It belongs to the apostolic church. Come on, you feel the atmosphere shifting. It's not about this building. It's about the atmosphere that fills the building. Come on, that's it. Goliath opened his mouth for 40 days and 40 nights. You ought to silence that voice of darkness in this house. You ought to silence that voice of heaviness. You ought to lay down that spirit of heaviness and put on that garment of praise. We're not here to negotiate. We're here to drive it out. 
You know, I can hear that spirit saying this is just our culture. In South Dakotans, they're more reserved in their nature. I can hear that spirit in this room saying we're, we're more reserved in our nature. It's not in our nature. It's not our culture to be that exuberant and to be that radical. But I want you to understand uh, that kingdom will always transcend culture. And you cannot allow the atmosphere of culture to affect the atmosphere of the kingdom. Uh, but you've got to have an atmosphere of the kingdom uh, that breaks the mindset of the culture. If it's not your culture to dance and shout, you've got to break the culture you ought to step out of your box in this house right now it doesn't matter what state you're from or what culture you're a part of you're a part of the kingdom and kingdom is greater than culture please understand that I am not preaching for a response. I am preaching for you to get into an atmosphere that drives things out. Because what God wants to do in this church and in this state is not about a building. It's about an atmosphere. True apostolic authority never chases devils. But devils chase true apostolic authority. And I've felt it in this room. There's something resident in this room right now that does not like what the Holy Ghost is trying to do. And when Jesus stepped onto the shore of the Gadarenes, the Bible said that there was a man possessed with a legion of devils that came and said, what have I to do with thee? One translation says, what do we have in common? Because even the spirit world understands you cannot rebuke what you resemble. And there is a resident spirit in this room. That is, it, 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 it might have been dormant for a while because I feel like it's been dealt with, but there's still a resident spirit in this room that says if we can just be a little more like the culture, we might feel this building up a lot faster. If we can just be a little bit more like the world, if we can just let down on a few things, if we can just move the line on a few things and just be a little bit more like the world, I want you to know that if you let down those lines, you remove apostolic authority. If you let down those lines, the spirit world does not recognize the difference between you and the demonic. Yeah, it, it locked up right there, so I know I'm hitting something. I know I'm hitting something. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, uh, if you're putting pressure on this pastor, I understand Bishop Brown has dealt with it years ago, uh, but now that you've got Pastor Chemist leading you, if you think you can swindle him because he's new, uh, if you think you can push him over, I want you to understand uh, you'll either shut your mouth or God will remove you from this church. 
I'm telling you, I, I, there it is. I found that spirit. There it is. It is that, it's been dormant for a while, but it's been popping its head up saying, why don't you just let us dress how we want to dress? Why don't you just let us ha- act how we want to act and go where we want to go? When you move those lines of separation, when you move those lines of separation, You lose authority over the prince of this city. The Bible said that those spirits had been there a long time. I'm sorry, I can't get away from that. This is a word of warning. Am I all right? This is a word of warning. Either you shut your mouth against the leadership or God will remove you from this church. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost because what God is wanting to do in this church, uh, it is too big and too great uh, for him to have to fight uh, the fight of truth. Uh, He's already settled it. He's not moving. Uh, You might as well stop trying to get him uh, to let down on a few things uh, and go ahead and buy into the vision of the leadership of this church. So here it is. The Bible said those spirits have been there a long time. They weren't new spirits. They were ancient spirits. They were spirits that had ingrained themselves into that region. But when true apostolic authority showed up, those spirits began to expose themselves. And when God sent true apostolic authority to Watertown, South Dakota, those spirits began to expose themselves. They're not new spirits. They're ancient spirits. There are ancient spirits in this state. But here's what that man possessed with devil said. The legion spoke up through the man and said, Cast us not out of the country, but let us go into the swine. You know what that word country there translates as? It literally translates to mean district. Don't make us leave the district. Just let us go into the swine. You know what those spirits were saying? We don't mind changing our look as long as you let us keep our location. Because with ancient spirits, it's not just about how they operate. It's more about where they operate. Boy, I feel angels in this room right now. 
And over the last 17 years, there's been some spirits that have been dealt with. But you can't just make them change their look. You got to make them change its location. That spirit will get dealt with here and then it will pop up over here. It will get dealt with in one family and then it will pop up in another family. And it's not just one spirit. It's several ancient spirits. You'll deal with it in one man and it pops up in another man. You'll get it dealt with with one woman. And she leaves and then another woman comes and replaces her. Changing its look. But it's keeping its location. But finally apostolic authority drove those ancient spirits out. There are spirits that you've dealt with from brethren in this state. And it will pop up in one person. And you'll deal with it and it will pop up in another person. And I'm telling you, Bishop, God's not just put you in this place of influence just to plant churches. He's put you in this place of influence to deal with ancient spirits that have hindered revival among the brethren in this district. Jesus finally dealt with those ancient spirits. The Bible said that they went into the deep and they were choked. And he looked at that man that was possessed with a legion of devils. But was now delivered because those ancient spirits had been driven out. And he said go and tell the good things the Lord has done for you. Do you know where he went? He went to Decapolis. You know what Decapolis means? It means ten cities. When true apostolic authority broke the back of the strong man in one city, it opened the door for ten more cities. Are you convinced yet that what God wants to do in Jesus' church is not just about this city, but it's about ten more cities that are connected to this city? I'm prophesying in the Holy Ghost. uh, There are ten more cities that are connected to this church. My God, if there's any reason for you to shout in this house, it's right there. What God wants to do is not just about this church. It is about a region. Alamandarabaha Sarandara. 
And when you shift your mindset from just trying to fill a building to taking a region, when the region is the goal, filling a building is a small task to God. The reason it seems like such a big deal to fill every seat in this building is because too many of us are just focused on this building. But when you expand your mindset and you start looking at all of South Dakota and the ten other cities that are connected to just this one church, you realize it's not really a big deal for God to fill up this building. I feel angels in this room. We're going to drive some things out here in just a minute. But the Bible said... That when they saw the man possessed with devils, clothed and in his right mind, the Bible said that they were afraid and prayed Jesus to depart from their coasts. Those spirits had been there a long time. They learned to negotiate with them. They learned to coexist with those ancient spirits. And when those spirits were finally driven out, They were afraid. Because people are afraid of a revival that messes with what they're used to. And when it said that they prayed Jesus to depart out of their coasts, you never read where Jesus revisited that region ever again. I'm telling you, I feel like this church is, I mean, you're, you're, at a, you're at a crossroads. You're at a place of decision. You've had great revival in the past. But what God is wanting to do, starting right here, right now, there is no past metric for it. You cannot confine the future to the box of your past experience. God is going to require more of you. He is going to ask more of you. He is even going to demand more of you. And it's not going to fit into the box of our religious tradition of what we think this end time revival is going to look like. It's about a year and a half ago, I was on a fast, and the Lord sent a man. He's preaching for him. I'm, I'm done. Let's all stand all over the house was preaching for a man. He didn't even know I was on a fast. And he prophesied to me and he said, Brother Herring, 
He said, Brother Herring, the Lord spoke to me and told me to tell you that from this day forward, there will never be another region that God sends you to on kingdom assignment. That he does not first send Michael and his angels to go before you and prepare the way for you to get there. He said, the opposition you have dealt with in the past, he said, it's been spiritual. He said, but now it will not just be spiritual. The greatest opposition will come from people who don't want it. And I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that the Lord sent me here on kingdom assignment. The question is, does this church want it? Because there are angels in this room. And they're here to help you drive out some ancient spirits. That have had this region bound and locked up. And what's about to happen here over the next few moments. There's going to be a shift in this room. Where this is not just a church service. This is a battlefield. If you want this revival I'm talking about, would you make your way out of your seat and with urgency, would you run to this altar? Would you run to this altar all over the house? When you get here, would you lift your hands and I want you to just begin to feel after the Holy Ghost. Ha-ta-la-bo-ho-sha-ta-la-ba-ha-ka-ta-la-bo-ho-sha-ta. ta la bo ho sha ta la bo ho ko ra ba ha 